0: My mind's ready. Make me better, God. Come on, make me better, God. Today, by your word. I receive it. I believe it. I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Shout a big amen. Okay, uh, I wrote the book, My Monsters, uh, to help people know how to protect themselves from destructive and negative thoughts that we all deal with each and every day throughout the day in our lives. And the one thing that I want to say is that you cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. So no matter uh, how long, I talked about Texas, I talked about generational faith. no, No matter how long you've gone to church, no matter how long you've known God, Uh, you uh, You can be a thoroughbred as far as your faith and your Christianity is concerned, but you cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. You can be a prayer. You can be a Bible reader. In fact, you can be a Bible scholar, but you cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. Now, just to give you... A little example of what we're talking about it's on the screen there when we talk about mind monsters. those are a few of the things that that we're talking about. Everybody deals with different kinds of mind monsters uh, they're not all you know they're not all the same for each and every one of us but but some people are more they deal more with things like fear and 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 worry and other people deal more with the anger side they're always angry other people are really dealing a lot with uh, low self-worth and feelings of intimidation some folks just are always discouraged and they struggle with discouragement and getting down and getting discouraged in their life but that that's an example of what we're talking about just to, so we get clear when i say my, every time i say my monster i can't go into all this. just remember that that that's what we're talking about today. 2 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, turn with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We demolish arguments, pretensions, and thirdly, we take captive every thought. Okay, We've We've got arguments, pretension, and we've got Thoughts, and we take all of that and we make it obedient to Christ. So the scripture is telling us to know the word of God well enough to compare at any given moment, on any given day, what, it, what is in our mind with what is in the word of God. And anything that attempts to exalt itself above the word of God, we are to cast down, everybody shout, cast down, cast down, down, pull it down, bring it down, get rid of it, and bring it into captivity. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by, what? By the renewing of your mind, so that you can prove what is that good and that acceptable and that perfect will of God, hit the target of God's will, live out God's plan for your life. So uh, I can't guarantee you today, and no preacher can and no politician can and no n- 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 no one uh at the financial office or the bank can, I can't guarantee you that you won't face crises and you won't face trouble and you won't have difficulty in life. In fact, Jesus promised that we would. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. But, (laughs) he said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. So wh- while I can't guarantee you that you won't have trouble and challenge, I can guarantee you today that if you'll keep your mind pure and peaceful and positive, you'll have, I can promise you this, no matter what's going on in your life, you keep your mind good, you keep your mind right, you keep your mind healthy, I promise you, you'll have a joy-filled and rewarding life. If you can keep your mind free of negative emotions, stuff stuff like we put up there, the envy and the worry and the malice and the criticism and the self-doubt and the judgmentalism, I promise you, keep your mind free, you will be in health and you will prosper even as your your mind or your soul is prospering. I want to show you a little video right now. Just have a look at it. It's it's self-explanatory. We'll talk about it when we come back.
1: The human brain, made of approximately 100 billion neurons, the same number of stars that exist within our galaxy, the human brain monitors and regulates all of the body's actions and reactions. With over five trillion chemical operations occurring every second, and signals being transferred at speeds of over 260 miles per hour, our brain is rapidly analyzing and responding to all of the sights, sounds, and smells all around us. Now, because we are all born slaves to sin, our mind has been programmed to behave out of selfish desire. The way we think, dream, reason, and act are limited to the ways of this world. Now consider the facts for a moment. Experience our brain creates a neurological pathway. As behaviors are repeated, those pathways become increasingly more stable. Think of it this way a simple behavior maps out a dirt road in your brain, creating a basic pathway for your thoughts to travel. But as you
0: So what you just watched in the video is an explanation of how our habitual thoughts travel on well-worn trails in our mind. To the point where there are literal physical grooves within our brain, cut within our brain. So habitually, the the transmission of our thoughts literally travels on these same trails. And it's all brought to you by what's called the reticular activator. Okay, So, so... There's this small part of your brain, this reticular activator, that stores what it thinks you want to remember okay, as part of your automated memory. And so sometimes that really helps us, and it's meant to help us, and God put it there as a good thing. But oftentimes it doesn't serve us well. So, for example, um, today many of you could leave here and drive home, if you're headed home, you, could, you, you will drive home at least part of the way on autopilot. Now, we just use that phrase a lot, but, but how many times have we pulled up into our driveway and then almost like woke up, had that experience where like you'd pull in your driveway and your mind has been somewhere else and you know you went, you know there were stops you know, there were right turns, there were left turns, there were red lights, there were green lights, and, and you were not really, you, it's almost scary, isn't it, when you like wake up and you realize, I'm home. I, my, my brain, because your reticular activator is anxious, always anxious to take over for you. Whatever it assumes you want to remember, it records it, takes you down that trail and says, I want to work for you. I want to work for you. I want to help you. I want to help you. Let me help you. I'm your, I'm your RA, your reticular act I want to help you today. And it, it loves to take over and, and guide you down paths and trails. Okay? Now, the challenge is, is when you move from one house to the other. Trust me, personal experience. My wife and I moved to a different house. I left the office one day, drove to where I used to live, (laughs) pulled up in the driveway, got out of the car, grabbed my bag, my briefcase, my jacket, walked to the door, No, no, I did. I walked to the door. As I'm arriving at the door, the person evidently had seen the car pull up, opens the door and looks at me, you know, with, can I help you? And I woke up. I don't live here anymore. The new path had to be had to be created in my mind. Uh, uh, the, the the new house, the new direction, the new plan. There had to be an intentionality to tell my my own my own mind when I when I want to go home. I don't mean there. I want to go here. When we become when we we become. Uh, Obedient to god 's word in whatever form or, or phase or dimension that 's basic, basically what happens in our life is that our, our mind is used to going here and we'll want to go here, and we have to be really intentional about it 's like a trail horse, you know an old trail horse just rides a trail. Come on, y'all are Texas right here. you know about trail horse they 're going to go down that I, I used to as a kid, I got to where I hated trail. Right, I wanted to go out there where I wanted to go. And the horse would go on the trail that the horse had always gone on. I'm kicking, I'm screaming, I'm, I'm hitting the horse. And the horse is just doing what the horse is trained to do. You understand what I'm saying? And only an intentional rider who has the ability and the strength to govern, pull back on that baby, take this thing over here, can reorient everything in a brand new direction. Am I helping anybody right now? Is it? Is this? It's hopefully, kind of lay the the groundwork here. So, your activator is not your enemy. Your activator is your friend. It's your helper. And if it's not taking you where you want to go, good news is it can. You can develop new new habits and new understanding. Now. What I want to do in my time here is I don't want to wreck everything for your series, but I want to I just want to kind of do an overview. And I want to do what I call the acronym of faith in the in the few minutes that I have left. I want to do what I call the acronym of faith. Because here's the deal faith is the exterminator of mind monsters. And I'm gonna kind of break that down. It's that's that's simplistic up front. But but faith is the power in its various forms that rids us and frees us of my monster so i think we have an uh, i think do we have the faith acronym uh, guys that put up on the screen the power of faith so here's what it is i'm going to go through let me just get you started i'm going to go through it if you have something you want to write it down put faith put faith in a vertical on the side of the paper put an f down F stands for focus on the positive. Focus on the positive. Everything in life has pluses and minuses. All of our relationships. There are no perfect husbands. There are no perfect wives. Except mine. There are no perfect churches except this one every rule has an exception you know it's interesting let me just say this as a pastor it's interesting how on any given week I can get an email from one person who would list all all the things that were wrong in church and and they'll tell me about people weren't friendly and people weren't kind. and then I get another email like right behind it pastor came to your church The people are so friendly and it was such an awesome positive experience on any given week I'll get different emails. One of them will be negative, one of them will be positive, right? So, so just remember that, by the way, as a member of your church, that everything's not perfect in our church, never will be. If it were perfect, we couldn't be here. Right? There are no perfect churches. In fact, I think we ought to hang up signs sometimes at the front door. No perfect people allowed. <laughs> just to just to make it clear, you know right right up front what what we stand for, and i 'm thinking about a story i i 'm thinking about a story of the the uh, the cruise liner that was out in the Atlantic Ocean and saw it was going by some islands and they saw smoke coming up from this island a place where there 's not supposed to be any people, not supposed to be populated. And so the captain of the ship, he says, hold on, hold on, let's slow down here, let's stop, let's check this out. And as they're checking it all out, sure enough, they got in that little boat and they headed toward this little island. And sure enough, they saw they saw three huts on the island. And, and then a man came breaking out of one of those huts and came running and screaming and hollering at, and 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 so they when they got to the shore and they could talk to the guy, he's like, Man, I'm so, I'm so thankful. I'm so excited to see you guys. I've been out here, I've been out here a long time, probably like five, six years. I don't know, I've lost track. And and the captain is like, You've been here like all this time, and, and you're by yourself and you're all alone. He's yeah, yeah, I'm the only one here. I've been surviving out here, I'm so glad. He's all emotional, all excited. And the captain said, Wait, 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 wait. If you're here by yourself, what's with the three huts over here? And the guy says, well, "Well, well, one of those huts is, is where I live, and, and the other one is where where I go to church." And the Captain said, "Well, what's the other one?" He said, "Well, that's where I used to go to church." <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I thought. Sorry about that. I think that's funny. As a as a pastor, people are always, you know, uh, everybody say focus, focus on the positive. Just keep it positive and. And, and, and just ask yourself, has my life ever improved when I focus on the negative? Okay, A stands for affirm yourself. Affirm yourself. Matthew chapter 9 is a story of a woman who'd been hemorrhaging for 12 years. 12 years. Most of you know about the story. And, and the Bible says in Matthew 9 verse 12 that she said to herself, this is a quote, she said to herself she said to herself are we getting that?" she said to herself if only I touch his garment I'll be healed other people were saying other things And people will always have input, thoughts, ideas, and concepts and philosophies of their own. On that day, it was no different. Other people were saying, woman, what are you doing? Woman, this is a big crowd. There were people who were trying to say, you can't can't ever get to Jesus. But what she was saying to herself was more important than what anyone else was saying to her. And I want to remind you, what you say to you is much more important than what anyone else says to you. And what what she said to herself, not only was it important and helpful, it motivated her. It kept her body, her physiology was in motion based on what she was saying, if only I can if only I can. If only I can. I know there's a crowd. I know it's a big day out here. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. But if only I can. i got to get to where he is. Because if I get to him, I know that I'm going to get what I need for my life. I'm going to get healed if only I can get to him. I know things are going to change. Things are going to be better in my life. And it kept her moving physically. Man, I want to talk about this a lot today. But I, I don't have all the time. But I just want you to understand this really quick. One of the ways you can bring yourself and your mind together is, is physically. Physi- your physiology okay, and your spirituality and your, m- and, and, and your emotional, mental condition are all tightly linked together. So sometimes it's your mind leading, the, the thought is leading the way. But other times your physical man needs to lead your thought. That's why you're here. Thank God you're here. You made the right choice. You came here on a Sunday to be in the house of God. Okay. Some of you, many of you, you didn't feel like coming, you didn't want to come, you wanted to hit the snooze button, you didn't, it didn't feel like a right morning, there was stuff that was in your way to actually coming, but you made it here today. And now that you made it here today, come on, you're feeling different, things are starting to happen in your life, because your physiology is affecting your, your mind at all given times, and, and they just play off of each other. That's why when we sing a song, please join in and sing. Because you might be be feeling like all hell broke loose in your life this day. But the minute you start singing about the goodness of God and the blessing of the Lord and God's favor never runs out, it never gives up on me. And you start, uh, okay, how about an old one? I can run through a a psalm. I can run through a troop. And leap over a wall, hallelujah. That's an old time. (laughs) Hallelujah. But you know, you can't sing. My point is you can't get involved physically without impacting your mind, your perspective, right? They feed off of each other. Affirm yourself. Affirm yourself. When no one else affirms you, no one else encourages you. If you're, going to, if you're going to have a positive kind of mind and a positive kind of life, you've got to learn how to affirm yourself. We talk to ourselves at a rate of 70,000 words a day. And most people don't stop to think about what I'm saying to myself and how it's affecting me. Am I pulling myself down or lifting myself up? am i making negative assumptions or am i believing for the best <laughs> and not only is it more, you know the reason more important what you say to you is because honestly we talk to ourselves more than anyone else and we listen to ourselves more than we do anyone else so what we say to ourselves It's basically it's called in science. There's a neurosurgeon here, I think, somewhere. Neuro, yeah. So, so correct me on anything. Feel free. I'm just a preacher. But um, neurolinguistics is the attachment of the mind, the science that 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 teaches the connection between the mind and what we hear and what we say. That's neurolinguistics, which is why the Bible in Joel chapter two, Joel chapter three, verse ten says, "Let the weak say." I am strong. It's not let the weak say, I am weak. Oh, I just can't take anymore. No, 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 no. The Bible says, come on, let the frustrated say, I am at peace. Right? Let those who are nervous say, I am calm. God is with me. God is for me. Let those who are struggling say, I'm going to win this battle that I am in right now, today. Come on, you got to learn to talk it up. you got to learn to talk it up. you got to learn how to encourage yourself. Because talking doubt won't get you to a place of faith. And talking poor won't get you to a place of increase. And talking sick won't get you well. Talking weakness won't make you strong. You've got to learn to use your tongue as a thermostat, affirm, affirm. Use it like a, thermo, a, a, a thermostat, not a thermometer. In other words, set the condition rather than read the conditions. Amen? Everybody say, I'm changing my mind. Everybody say, when I change my mind, I change my life. Okay, I, let me go quickly. I, imagine God doing something good. Imagine God doing something good. Imagine, imagination is powerful. And imagination can cause fear, anxiety. We all know the feeling when we have imagined something and how real and the heart began to race. And And I remember... A uh, few occasions in my life where someone, an intruder in my house, I thought there was an intruder in my house, and, 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 and it's never really happened when I was home, but a few times I met, ma- and it, it, it was so real, everything about it was real, the way I was, I was feeling, it might as well been, right? Somebody in my, my heart was beating and my pulse was up and I was wired up and, 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 and ready. I, I'm not going to tell you all. Oh, I am in Texas. I could tell you all about my guns and all that. But I uh, can't say all that everywhere. But anyway, everything everything went into action as if it were true. You understand my point I'm making? That's how your mind works so often. And I just want to encourage you, imagine something. This is a way you walk by faith. Imagine good. Why not imagine good? Come on, you're, you, you are a parent with unsaved children. Why not imagine them getting saved? Why, why not imagine that job that you've been in and you feel stuck? Why not imagine God opening up a new door of opportunity Why not imagine? Jesus said in Mark 11, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you receive it and it will be yours. And believing you receive is a reference to imagining yourself experiencing the answer to prayer. That's what it is. So as you pray, don't allow yourself, God, I'm just praying right now. Oh please, God! I know that. Oh man, God! I know that I'm just one little person here, and you got a lot of things. You're busy, God. You got a lot of stuff going on on the planet today. I, God, I just I don't know if it's possible, but I just God, I'd love to have I'd love to have a promotion. I love like I don't, I don't know. please, God. <laughs> a lot of people pray this way. Y'all are laughing, a lot of people, they pray prayers of desperation. Don't pray prayers of desperation, pray prayers of faith. While you pray, imagine your prayer being answered. Just imagine it. Walk it through in your mind how good it's going to feel when you get the news that a door has opened up. A promotion has come. A doctor report. Has reversed the circumstances from the last time that you were at the do- Imagine, 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 imagine God doing something good. T stands for trust God. Trust God in everything. Trust God in everything. Let, let me just say this. Trusting God it is about having confidence in the outcome versus being delivered from the process. There's a difference in being delivered from the process and trusting God for the outcome. Right. Right. A prisoner of war, famous prisoner of war now by the name of Jim Stockdale, he he was asked the question after surviving years in a prisoner of war, uh, as a prisoner of war in prison in Vietnam. He was asked about those who had died and those who had survived, and and here's what he said. <clears throat> he said that. The difference was, he said, it's actually easy, easy to, to, to respond to why some make it and why some don't. He said, the ones who, who are what I'll call optimists, he said, they, they, they were the ones who would say, we're going to be out by Christmas. And Christmas would come and Christmas would go. And then they'd say, we're going to be out by Easter. And Easter would come and Easter would go. And then they'd say, we're going to be out by Thanksgiving. And then, and then it would be Christmas again. And, and, and then those are the guys, he said, that typically died in prison of a broken heart. Now that's a little different than what you hear when you hear about optimism a lot of times. But he went on, and he said, this is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, the faith, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. I love this because, he, you know, a lot of times we hear about be optimistic, be optimistic. Be, and it's great. I believe in being optimistic. It's so close to faith. That's a pattern of faith. I understand all that. But faith is an enduring force. Faith is not afraid to see the facts. Okay? Faith doesn't turn its head on the facts. Faith walks through the facts. And faith believes that it may not happen by it may not happen by Christmas and it may not happen by Easter. But I'm gonna stand on the word of God because God promised me this in my life. And somehow, some way, someday, it's gonna happen. God is faithful. I can trust Him. That's what faith is all about. Amen. Trust God in everything. Trust God in everything. I tell people, you know, you, 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 faith is not going out to your your automobile when there's a flat tire, and and, and, and saying that there's no there's no flat tire, there's no flat tire. I, 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 you know I don't know flat and getting in your car and uh, there is no flat tire in Jesus' name. There is no flat tire. That's not faith. That's stupidity. <laughs> tire's flat. Come on. Tire's flat. Faith is looking at the flat tire. First response is, ah. faith is taking over in the mind, getting rid of the mind monster, and beginning to imagine God's up to something good right now. Maybe there's an accident. I'm in a delay pattern because God is saving me from a situation right now. I don't really know, honestly, why, but the tire, flat. So I'm going to, while I call the tow truck or while I call to get help or while I change the tire myself, I'm going to sing rather than grumble. I'm going to thank the Lord rather than complain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is trusting God in everything. Come on, let's give the Lord a good hand today, can't we? <laughs> Everybody say, I walk by, walk by faith, and not by sight. I know some of y'all are real analytical. You've got, you're missing the H. You want to, H is hope for the best, okay? We're just out of time here. but The goal of the FAITH acronym, let me just tell you this, the goal of the FAITH acronym for me, when it originated, I was in a tough time in my life. And I've been told all my life of the power of faith and I needed to have faith, but I didn't know how to have faith. I didn't know what to do. And the goal of the faith acronym was I just created something. I was scribbling on paper one day in my own office and I was in a time of discouragement and I, it, this came out and I memorized it. I was creating something that would lead my mind down the right path, okay. I was describing to my inner man that this is where I want you to go. I want you to focus on the positive. I want you to affirm yourself. I want you to imagine God doing something good right now, Kevin. Imagine not the worst. Imagine the best. And trust God. It may be long. It may be challenging. Trust God, Kevin. Trust God, Kevin. And just hope for the best. So I committed it to memory. That's what it's all about. I hope it helped you today. I hope it blessed you today. So great. to be with you here in Texas. God bless you guys. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.